Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The Links and Locks Podcast. Podcast. Better than most. Better than most. Better than most. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. You got real talent. Don't concentrate on golf. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Links and Locks Best Bets Podcast presented by Bet365. I'm Jason Sobel from the Action Network. He is Ben Everill from Golf Bet. And in just a little bit, we're going to play 18 holes, making 18 bets for this week's 3M Open, of course, as we come off the final major championship of the year. We'll get into that. In just a minute, talking about Brian Harmon and his uh, tiger-like, uh, yeah, that's right, I'm saying it, tiger-like six-shot victory at Hoylake. As a reminder, the Links and Locks podcast is proudly presented by Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Sign up with promo code ACTION to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer. $1 on any game, get $200 in bonus bets, must be 21 or older, offer available in Colorado, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, and Iowa. In the U.S., gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Benny, before we move forward, let's look back on the week that was. I said it. I went out there. Brian Harmon, a Tiger-like performance. I, I did not see that coming. You and I did not mention Harmon on the pod last week. Uh, shout out to my SiriusXM PGA Tour radio co-host, Michael Collins, who has picked Harmon every single week this year, <laughs> I believe, that Harmon's played. And at some point, finally gets paid off with a, a big victory there but uh great playing by brian uh you, you give him all the credit right there yeah you gotta hand it to him um as as much as it as the fact was that we didn't get the drama we love to have at majors and as at a betting perspective we didn't get the fluctuations we would have liked unless you were a brian Harmon better and to be fair i look i asked around and looked around there weren't that many out there um and so Good luck to Brian Harmon's friends and family and and whatnot. Hopefully they got the 125 to 200 to one to begin. And then, and then even, I think it was 30 to one or plus after the first round and even six to one or so after the second round where he, he put a gap on them. Uh, you know, you got to give him the credit. We've got to, we've got to tip our hat to him. And uh, what I liked about it for him was he did show in the third and fourth rounds, those early little stumbles where less suppliers have then let that snowball and let that get to them in those situations when you're trying to defend a lead. But he bounced back both days uh, impressively, actually. And then the back-to-back birdies on Sunday after everyone thinking, this might be it. That was like, that was Tiger-like. That was like, you guys are kidding yourselves. I'm, I'm not giving you a sniff. 
So, and I think he was off the board with three holes to go. When do you see that in a major? Not often. Off the board, the betting board with three holes to go. Good stuff, Brian. Yeah, two things. First of all, on Saturday, he spoke about it afterwards. He made that second early bogey, I think on the fourth hole, and uh, a fan in the gallery, or at least a spectator, maybe not a fan, uh, said, Harmon, you don't have the stones. <laughs> very unlike the open championship galleries. But Brian said, that helped. That worked. That was good. That got me going. And then uh, the other part of it was the fact that uh, you're right. He just bounced back every single time something went a little bit wrong for him. I know a lot of people are saying it was a quote unquote boring open championship. Yeah, I get that. Look, uh, it would be a lot more exciting if 12 guys are tied for the lead going to the back nine, but take nothing away from Harmon. This is what you're supposed to do. I mean, if you don't show up on Monday morning thinking I'm going to play so well that people are going to fall asleep on their couches on the back nine on Sunday and they don't even have to watch. Well, then you're probably doing it wrong because that's the right mentality to have. So, all right, moving forward, we've got the 3M Open this week, TPC Twin Cities in Minnesota, only two events left before we get to the FedEx Cup playoffs. The time has absolutely flown this season. Benny, before we start making our picks, is there anything you're looking at specifically this week? We've had four editions previously of this event. Three of those four have been won by guys who fit a certain profile. Uh, Tony Finau last, last year, and we've also had Cameron Champ and Matthew Wolf. Essentially, guys who absolutely bomb it. I know it's only 7,200 yards, a little bit more. It doesn't really play as a bomber's course, but I do think strokes gained off the tee is a very important metric this week. Maybe you didn't talk before this, but you've taken my thunder right away. I've got here yeah. as my intro, bombs away. Honestly, that's what that's what the uh, metrics show. Um, you've got to be able to smash it, uh, and then you've got to capitalize, obviously, after that. But you're going to get more chances from close range. Um, and look, I'll, I'll give you this. It's strokes gained off the tee, and then every now and then I try to give you guys the inside baseball style stat or whatever. Uh, one of them to look at is approach shots 175 to 200. So not only off the tee smashing it out there, but being able to control those 175 to 200 yard approach shots, that's going to be a big factor as well. Um, but yes, look, uh, knowing that that's your that that's your philosophy as well, we could have some double ups again this week. Maybe it'll be interesting right. to see if that's the case. I have very few big names on the card this week. In fact, I probably have one player that qualifies as a big name that I'm about to mention. So let's get to it. As we do every single week here on the pod, playing 18 holes, making 18 bets. Ben Everell, you're on the tee. Swing away. It's funny you say one big name. Oh, <laughs> I think I might have have might similarly have one big name. I wonder some if we have all the same picks. As usual, we have not talked ahead of time. Yeah. We don't know our picks. I want to see how many we have that are similar this week. All right, I'm going to go... I'm going to go with one of these, uh, definitely not a big name, but has played with the big name players. This is a guy who I think is tremendous value as a winning option this week. He's 60 to one or there or thereabouts. We're talking about a guy who can bomb it. We're talking about a guy who, as I said, played with the big guns at the President's Cup last year. Laughing um, already. Well, yeah. <laughs> is this one you got already? Keep it coming. Uh, I'm going to go with, oh, Canada's best. One of his best, one of their best. Maybe not their best, but he's definitely up there. He's very good. Taylor Pendrith, he's a bomber. He's 40th on tour strokes going off the tee, 26th in driving distance, 26th greens in regulation. He's 15th or better in birdie or better percentage from the 175 to 200 yards. He's third in proximity from that. And inside 10 feet putting, he's been, you know, one of his issues has been his putting, right? But inside 10 feet, he's seventh on tour. It's the 10 to 15s or the 15s to 20 feet where he'd love to make a few more uh, to, to get, I guess, better results. But 
Taylor Penrith for me, when I was looking at value of the Bombers, like he almost made my 18th, uh, 17th hole, put it that way. So he 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 sneaks in though as my first hole, as my second best outright pick. Oh, you and I got to stop sharing a brain. I will tell you all about Taylor Pendrith later <laughs> in the podcast. I mean, how many times during the year do we do this, Benny? Well, oh. like, you mentioned a guy right off the top and I'm like either, uh, yep, I got him too, or I'll wait and tell you later, which we all know what that means at this point. If you don't, well, wait till later. We'll tell you what that means. But uh, yep, Taylor Pendrith fits the profile this week. And I have a feeling we're going to have some other very similar names on our cards this week. All right, get to the second hole. I always like to start with a long shot here. I've got a lot of guys right in this number, that 60 to 1 to 80 to 1 number this week. I, I Maybe we're looking just for the next Brian Harmon to pay off as a lottery ticket, but I think this one is ripe for somebody in that range. And I'm going to throw out a guy who he's doing a little bit of a Siwoo Kim impersonation. And what I mean by that is for the first while, first year or two, he was on the PGA Tour. It was very high upside, very high floor, or excuse me, high ceiling, and very low floor. And he's become a more consistent player, absolutely smashes off the tee. I'm looking at Garrick Higo at 75 to 1. I think he makes for a really smart play this week. Haven't seen a lot of people talking about him. This is Monday evening. We're recording right now. Have not seen a lot of Higo talk uh, as we get into the week, but I think he makes a lot of sense as a guy who fits this golf course. Like I said, 75 to 1. Kind of incredible. It's the last player I've wiped off my nine bets today. Okay. Is um, so I was looking for a reason to com- include him. And in the end, I just found a better reason for one or two other guys. So what did you say, Top? You're putting him way up there or just as a long shot? Uh, as a long shot. I, I am going to, at some point, list a whole bunch of long shots on my card this week because uh, remember, what you can do with your cards, again, when you're not taking a guy who's, let's say, 14 to 1, when you're not taking a guy who's 16 to 1, when you're starting the card at 50 to 1 or a bigger number, well, then you can add that quantity a little bit more since you don't have necessarily the quality players at the top. Well, if we were going to play, let's say your your unit size, your card allows for three or four players if one of them's at 15 to 1, another's at 30 to 1, another at 40 to 1. Well, all of a sudden, if you're starting at 55 to 1, well, that means you can add more players. So my card's going to have more players on it, spread out a little bit, all of whom have somewhat bigger numbers, I'd say mid-tier to lower-tier type numbers. So starting with my favorite long shot, and that is Higo this week. All right, well, I'll I'll move my card around here, and I'll give you my long shot play um, here on the third hole. And this one is based off course familiarity and and doing well there. Uh, He's 150 to 1 to win this week, so another good value pick there. But he was a runner-up three years ago. Has had two top twenty-five since twenty-fifth and sixteenth in the last few weeks in the last two years at TBC Twin Cities, and we're keeping the long theme. It's Adam Long. Adam Long mm-hmm. is my long shot choice. Now, look, he's a winner on the tour, so he's proven he can do it. He's sporadic, he's erratic when it comes to his um, golf uh, this season, etc. But the fact that he's got that, as I said, the course familiarity, and clearly he enjoys playing there uh, as a long shot at one hundred fifty to one. He's someone that you could sprinkle. Small dollars across those those markets, right? You want to chuck a bucket, chuck a dollar on him to win outright, or a couple on him to be top forty, top twenty, top ten, etc. I see some potential value there, given as I said, he's been inside the top twenty five the last three years, including runner up, uh, what three years ago at TPC yeah. Twin Cities. 
Yeah, uh, that makes a lot of sense. I, I did not get there with Adam Long, but uh, certainly, again, we're on kind of the same page with the type of players we're going after. All right, fourth hole, I mentioned I had one big-name player on my card, and this is the only one. Sunjay M started. He opened this morning. I, I was up. I was up early. I was up at, you know, after watching the Open Championship from home uh, for the past week, I, I'm waking up at 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning just because <laughs> – and so I woke up early, turned the phone on, looked at it, eh, the odds are up already. And I saw Sun JM at 22 to 1. I said, that's a possibility. By the time we started recording our podcast, he had moved to 14 to 1. Uh, an eight-point move in the shorter direction for Sun JM. What that tells us is that everybody wants Sun JM at that bigger number. Makes sense. He was uh 20th last week at the open championship. Once again, starting to round back into form. You and I had him at the PGA Championship. I, something happened on that Korea trip where he went and won in Korea, came back to the States, and was not the same player for a month and a half, two months afterwards. But he's starting to round back into form now. I will play Sunjay M for a top five at plus 360 this week. I think that's a decent number. And again, if you're going to litter the card with outrights who are somewhat long shots, I want a safer play for a top five or maybe a top ten. Sunjay M is that guy for me at, at, at the top five play this week. You know how much I love myself some Sunjay. He's a favorite of mine. Um, I, I didn't put him on. I guess I looked later on in the day when the odds had gone down, <laughs> et cetera. Um, and honestly, I've been spooked by that trip that you mentioned. So be, just the fact that he's coming again from a long way to get there. I don't know why, but until, uh, it just that travel scenario spooked me. Uh, I don't know if it was to do with a long flight and, you know, soreness, et cetera. It could have just been something completely different that we're that we're unaware of, but it, it it's enough to just to spook me a little bit. I would not be surprised if Sungjae routes it. He he's the type mm-hmm. of player that could win this thing wide or wide. So it's a decent play there if that's your if that's your thought. Um, by the, by but, the way, Benny, we don't often talk DFS on this podcast, mm-hmm. but uh, I've made DFS lineups a, a few of them so far. It's still very early in the week as we're recording this, but I've started them all with Sungjae. And Cameron Young, who started to play, I don't know what was going on with Cam Young from mid-April to late June, but he started to play better, two top tens, his last two starts. I have a feeling you might mention something about Cam Young coming up by the look on your face. I have started all DFS lineups with Young and Sunjay M, and then there's enough long shots that you just fill in the other four spots with different players. That might be my my 100% strategy. That might be every lineup that I do this week because I, I really like how you can fill it in from those guys on down. Yeah, that's actually not a bad call. And so whoever you like near the top there, whether if you think Finau is going to come play well in title defense, if you think uh, whatever, that, that's definitely a an option. You, there's going to be some long shots that are at least in contention, right? Yeah. The, the end, at the end of the week here on Sunday, whether whether it's Sungjae, whether it's Young, Finau, et cetera, up the top, there will also be three or four guys that the, the non-regular viewers don't know or haven't seen of or not sure about. So don't be afraid to, as I said, sprinkle small units across some long shots that you like. Look, and it, honestly, it makes it more fun. Like just talking about, we just talked about the open before Sunday. We kind of really all knew that unless he choked, to be quite frank, Harmon was winning that thing on Sunday. So what do you do in those scenarios? Well, there's a lot of fun in two ball markets and three, uh, et cetera, and head to heads and whatnot in that final round that you can do just like I like to like the idea of small, small bets out there, giving yourself, giving you something to, 
to cheer on, to 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 do a one one mate of mine was telling me back in Australia they had uh, first to take a lead in every two ball on Sunday, and he basically oh put a dollar on all of it. He was watching every group tee off, who's gonna who's gonna have the first birdie or not have the first bogey, and he said it was the it was the most fun he'd had watching a, a major that other you know in a long time. Otherwise, otherwise he would have been not enjoying it as much, right? So yeah, just little things like that are a lot of fun. Um, yeah. All right. Fifth hole, you just did your top five of your top five with better value uh, in terms of the odds, plus eight fifty. Um, this is the part where sometimes the producers splice in a little bit of Australian music. But at fifteenth off the tee, thirty sixth tee to green, nineteenth driving distance, and three top thirties at this event in the past. Cam Davis is your man. Now look, every time I back Cam Davis, he seems to go terrible, and every time I don't, he does great. But <laughs> Cam Davis should play well here it's the time of year he plays well um you know he's won in the summer before not this event but at a very similar course uh the only thing maybe with him is how tired is he from literally flying to the uk to be the first round uh, sorry to be the first alternate and not play imagine that and that's from that's a few years ago when he did win he got in and didn't go because he didn't he he had applied for a um, green card and you can't travel in the first six months after you apply for a green card in the US. So he missed his Open Championship one year based on his upcoming wedding. And this time he got over there as an alternate. One of the great, I mean, clearly a good enough player to be in that field yeah. uh, and not get a start. Yeah, 55th in the world, uh, share of fourth place of the PGA Championship. That doesn't get you in to the <laughs> Open. And so we went over there. I know a lot of people say, you know, if you were asked, who had the worst week? At Royal Liverpool, it's like, well, it might have been Justin Thomas, might have been Dustin Johnson. Now it's probably Cam Davis because he sat there all week waiting to get in, and he was still sitting there on Thursday and never got there. So I don't know, maybe a little motivation. I do like that play this week. He is uh, he's a little volatile for me right now, but I I like Cam Davis just on a regular basis. I think he's he's probably better than he's shown over the course of this year. Obviously, the yes. illness to start the year and then start playing well at the Players Championship. He's been inconsistent since then, but I, I do like that ceiling for Cam Davis. All right, sixth hole. Uh, look, the casuals out there, we know who they are. You ask them about strokes gained off the tee, and they'll say, ooh, Scotty Scheffler's really good, or Rory McIlroy, he's really good. The real ones, our listeners, the real ones, say strokes gained off the tee, give me a name, they go, man, that's Kevin Yu's music right there. Oh, Kevin Yu, I'm telling you, it took me a while Benny, to realize that Kevin Yu is Chun An Yu, who went to Arizona State, who was an all-everything promising amateur. I didn't realize it was the same guy until maybe about three or four months ago. All of a sudden, okay, now I'm putting everything together. He missed a few months of time. He's come back since then. This guy is a ball striker of the highest magnitude. You're going to be hearing plenty about him on the PGA Tour. And it's either going to be wow, he putted really well and he's contending for titles or, oh my God, this guy's the best ball striker who can't make a putt this side of Scotty <laughs> Scheffler because he's yes. kind of got the same uh, the same MO out there, which is uh, tee to green, it's really, really good. He's third strokes gained off the tee. Third on the PGA Tour. He's 11th strokes gained tee to green and he's still not a superstar like all the rest of the guys on the top of those categories. So I've got him for a top 10 Plus 750, really nice number. Uh, he was top 10 just, uh, I believe, a few weeks ago with John Deere. Yeah, mate, all, uh, regular listeners will know I brought him up a few weeks back and had him as a play. Uh, I think I had him as a top 40 that week, and he 
did it easily from memory. Um, anyway, whatever it was, same thing. But he is the anomaly on the thing. Look, I'll jump straight to seventh. I've moved some things around. Kevin, use on my card. Nothing, but I've got him at the top 40 at the plus 105. I said, I think I always like the plus number for a top 40 play. Uh, I think it's an easy one. I think he represents an easy uh, chance to essentially build your bank for your other fun bets. Um, he just is hitting it so well. Uh, what what has let him down a few times, as you said, is, is putting. So that's why I went conservative rather than go to the top 10, even top 20, et cetera. I think he absolutely can do what you've said. I just think in the betting terms, I saw a nice, easy plus 105 for a guy that people don't realise how good he is. Uh, and it can be the bankroll you, you can use. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, so you just went with your top 40. I'm going to mix things up a little bit. I'm going to go to my top 40. And really, I'm going there because I'm so excited about it that I can't wait to get there. And so I'm I'm jumping ahead. I'm skipping a few names on my card. I'll get back to them uh, as we move on. But I'm going to my top 40 play this week. Benny. I guarantee you don't have Caleb Van Aragon on your card this week. There you go. I did not have whoever that is. <laughs> He's a Minnesota amateur. He won the Minnesota State Open by nine. Then he won the Minnesota State Amateur by 12. Okay. Apparently lives not very far away from TPC Twin Cities. Knows the golf course for a top 40 this week. Top 40. I get it. Like he's a young kid. He's playing against PGA Tour professionals, but it's not the biggest field. He's playing, obviously, really good golf right now. He's got to play. I don't care who you're playing against. You win by 9 and 12. You're yep. playing some really good golf out there. He is plus 800, 8 to 1, just to finish in the top 40 this week. Let's wow. go CVA, Caleb Van Aragon. Yeah, I know absolutely nothing about this guy, but just from hearing your little speak up there, I'm, I'm, I'm in on the, the fun for that. Eight to one to obviously, obviously his goal is probably going to be to make the cut. And the good news about that is if he does, um, he'll be the type of player that, you know, you might make it, say he makes on the number or by one, he's not stopping there. He's not thinking, oh, how awesome. He's thinking, let me get up here as high as I can. Whereas right. some other tour players can sometimes be guilty of, I can't win. I'll just dial it back a notch for the last couple of rounds. He'd be the type that you've got to be thinking he's going to be all out the whole way. So that's some fun. And, and I tell you, yeah, well, I'm, I'm guessing his friends will be all over that number then. <laughs> I, I would think so. There there may be some Van Aragons who are betting on Caleb <laughs> this week. So, yeah, like that. Look, at, we've seen it in the past, uh, you know, Michael Thorbjornsson at the Travelers Championship, who was sort of a local guy from Massachusetts yeah. playing in Connecticut last year and contended for the title. I just I want a little piece of it. I'm not saying the guy's going to win, but I'm saying he's he's pretty good and he's got some familiar territory uh, around him this week. All right. Okay. Well, let me give you the ninth hole. I'm going to finish off with a, let's go with the top 20 play. Um, again, I, I looked for a, a plus number. It's not a huge plus number at plus 180-ish. Um, but this gentleman has proven himself to be of major caliber in the past. He was T11 in his only other previous uh, start at TPC Twin Cities. Uh, 18th on tour T degree. 19th in birdie or, birdies or better from that 175 to 200 I talked to you about earlier. And that's Gary Woodland. 
Gary Woodland for a top 20 at plus 180. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Gary has one of those weeks where he's near the top of the leaderboard um, in the first few rounds and whether or not he can maintain it, I'm not sure. But plus money, top 20, I think is is reasonable given he's already proven he can do that a couple of years ago. Nine holes down, nine holes to go as we make the turn. Another reminder, the Links and Locks podcast is proudly presented by Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Sign up with promo code ACTION to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer. $1 on any game. Get $200 in bonus bets. Must be 21 or older. Offer available in Colorado, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, and Iowa in the U.S. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. We get to the back nine. I am on the tee for number 10 and Benny I, I'm so disappointed in this player that I'm not even sure I realized how disappointed I was in him until I started <laughs> looking up the numbers and the stats so I'm not sure I've mentioned the player more than Keith Mitchell this year yeah I, I love everything about Keith Mitchell you look at Keith Mitchell Kashmir Keith kill a Keith and you go that dude that's the dude right there I mean he's the guy that other play Adam Scott what podcast it was Smiley Kaufman's podcast he was on last week and Adam Scott was asked about, you know, who do you look at and go, man, that guy, he's got some fashion sense. He's kind of got it. And some Keith Mitchell. Everybody loves Keith Mitchell. And yet Keith Mitchell has not finished inside the top 30 in 11 of his 12 starts, his last 12 starts. Keith wow. Mitchell's been, quite honestly, flying under the radar and been terrible over the last three or four months. And I don't like to see it, but... He's sort of pot committed at this point. He breaks that string. Top 20 this week. We're driving really matters. He's still a very good driver of the golf ball. Need those approach game numbers up a little bit. The around the green numbers are terrible. Big greens at TPC Twin Cities. That should be negated a little bit, a little mitigated. So uh, I will go Keith Mitchell top 20 at plus 210. But uh, there's a little trepidation there, Benny. I'm not sure I love it as much as I would have loved it a couple of months ago. Uh, he's got to turn it around at some time, you think, right? Maybe we'll see. Golf's a fickle thing, man. Guys can get in slumps. Um, and maybe I'll use that as a segue. I'm going to move this up uh, for what are we at? The 11th hole now. I'm going to move this one up. My card. And this is unlike me, but I'm going to say here's a player to not pick in your matchups. If you're looking for a matchup bet this week, I'm saying take anyone, anyone that they put you up almost against Justin Thomas. Uh, I just am not a believer that Thomas will turn it around this quickly uh, for many reasons. Yes, he's got the talent inside there, but he's under the the pump now, pressure-wise, to make the playoffs, <clears throat> to, to get himself back in the mix for the, the FedEx Cup, et cetera. Uh, sorry, for the Ryder Cup. Uh, I just don't think he can take that long trip and find it that quickly with that or that outside noise coming. And he's still high up on the odds boards because of his you know, pedigree, because of his talent, but not his form. Um, I think I saw uh, at our Bet365 uh, partners, you could get uh, even money on uh, Emiliano Grio against Thomas uh, and other similar things like that. Grio is coming off a great week. Thomas is not coming off a good week at all. Uh, yeah, I just, I see it as a chance because the odds makers will not put Thomas up to the numbers he probably should have for you to get some value on people going up against him. I think there's a lot of pressure on Justin Thomas right now. I, I think that long-term JT is going to be just fine. We're going to see him a, as a top five type player in the world. It might take another year. I, it might take six months. I, I don't know when, 
But just like Jordan Spieth, just like Ricky Fowler, his buddies, he's going to scratch and claw his way back into that conversation. Agreed. That said, I don't think he turns it around this quickly. And knowing where he's got to show up in a place where he doesn't want to be there, he doesn't want to be in. We said the same yeah. thing about him. Was it Detroit that he played? Yeah. A few weeks ago, and I'm like, yeah, the last thing that JT wants to do is be in Detroit in the middle of the summer, adding mm. a, a tournament to his schedule. Look, I admire the fact that he's trying to get into the playoffs. Not like he's just sitting back and going, ah, whatever. Yeah. If I don't make it, no big deal. Like, he's trying. He knows the Ryder Cup is coming up. He wants to impress Zach Johnson. He's 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 at least giving it a go, but that's really difficult. When you, when you show up to Minnesota and you're looking around, you're like, I should beat all these guys. And then you're not playing that well. I just, this one could do more damage than, than it helps. And so I, I just don't know that this could be the week for JT. Side note, let's just put it aside. Tomorrow, if they're picking the team, would you pick him? Probably not. I am a firm believer though, Benny. And I think most captains get this wrong, quite honestly. And it's mm-hmm. close every year, but most captains pick who deserves it the most as opposed to who's going to help the team win. The whole point of yeah. having captain's picks is who are we bringing with us that is yeah. going to help us win this competition? Not, well, he's had a bunch of top tens and he's played pretty well, so we'll put him on the team. It's like the antithesis of what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So if you're putting players on to help you win, I think from that standpoint, JT probably has more of a shot. Put him in a just the best ball matches. Yeah. With a guy like Spieth and let him just go tell him, hey, smash it and go try to make birdie. I don't know if this is the kind of golf course, Marco Simone, where he can do that. But I think he has a better chance of that than if Zach Johnson, which I think he might do, just kind of rewards the players. The six players outside the qualifiers who, quote unquote, played the best all year and deserve it, which I think he's going to do. If that's the case, I don't think JT makes it. He, he's, this might sound controversial. But here's what I think should happen. I think Zach Johnson should call up his man JT and say, we're happy to have you. Are you ready? Would you tell me that you can do it and I'll back your word? And then I'm putting it on JT to man up and decide whether he can help that team. And that's a big ask. But if he's going to be fair income, we say in Australia, if he's going to be for real and go, yeah, I, I think I can, I, I believe I can produce, you know, a couple of good rounds in in better ball or whatever it is and contribute to the team atmosphere, like you said, which is hugely important, hugely important if you're going to win, remembering that they haven't won over there in Europe in forever. Um, so I think that you just put it on him. He's earned that. Let me tell you that. He, I think he's earned that in the last decade or whatever it is, or not quite a decade, but to say, look, I'm asking you, but I want a real answer. I don't want you to be like, I just want to play with my mates. No, if you are going to contribute to this team, I'll take you. If you're worried at all, if you think your game won't stand up, then you do the right thing and you stand down. Benny, he was essentially asked about that the other day and sort of gave that answer, which is, hey, Jordan, I have been great. I want to be there. Uh, mm. You know, kind of stunting for himself a little bit. I I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I like the idea, and I think that's the mature way of going about it. I don't know that you can necessarily put it in his hands like that. I, I'm yeah. not sure. I, I said he's he not necessarily the guy that I think can make that call without just thinking of only himself, right? But maybe he is. This is maybe that's his big grown up moment. 
And yeah, you're not getting the yeah. honest answer. I, quite honestly, I I love JT. Uh, I think he is as intense as anybody. Um, I think when he's got it going, he's a fantastic talent. Um, I don't think JT can look himself in the mirror and say, nah, I don't deserve it. It's not there right now. Just go somewhere else. Take Sam Burns instead. Take Cameron yeah. Young. I, I just don't think he can he can do he that. Can do I think that. Zach Zach's the captain for a reason. He's got to make that decision. Okay. So flip side it here too, though. I will say this if they do take him. Um, and it turns out good then great. If it doesn't go well, if it turns out pear-shaped, if you take him, he's probably the only bloke you could, one of the type of guys you could handle if it went wrong. And I will say this too, Adam Scott was diabolically bad in 2009 and he was picked out of nowhere by his mate uh, Greg Norman to play for the Internationals. It literally turned his career around. Hey, I'm doing something for you. If I ever need a favor, if I ever start a renegade league and I need you to come <laughs> play for me, Adam, you got to come do it. And I guess Adam didn't repeat the favor. No, uh, <laughs> all right, let's get back right, on track. Let's get back to the, the business at hand. We'll get to the 12th hole here. And uh, this is one of my favorite plays because he's, a, he's been a world-class player. He's been ranked as high as 40th in the world. And we've seen his name up there. He's won on the PGA Tour. Has not been a good two years for Eric Van Royen. But he has posted scores of 63 twice in his last seven rounds second round at the scottish open then he went over played the barracuda last week and in the final round shot 63 to finish in a share of sixth place he's got minnesota ties went to school there married a woman from there got family there i believe as of last year they were still staying i think with her parents uh, not to get too personal and uh, go through all that stuff but uh, i believe he's got obviously some local ties and uh, a lot of people rooting for him i'm gonna go evr for a top 30 at plus 320. And I don't mind a little outright play this week as well, because he opened up at 400 to one in some marketplaces. He's now 250, 300 to one in most of it. It's a big number for a guy who was just sixth place. And like I said, uh, has some local ties this week. Uh, I did, he didn't come up on my radar, but again, he's an international player, so I like him. Uh Oh, you just said he finished six. I'm going to give you a guy for a top 10 at plus 500 that was also sixth a couple of weeks ago at the John Deere, had a top 10 in Barracuda last week, deliberately chose not to go to the Scottish Open he could have played in to stay stateside to keep his rhythm. Uh, you know, and he's got what I said. So it's four top 10s in the last seven, including those recent starts. And he was T16 in his only previous start at the 3M. And that is Mark Hubbard, the homeless hubs, plus 500 for a top 10. Uh, look, I, I've got a bit of a soft spot to him, for him, to be honest, because, uh, as you know, thanks to you, I uh, got to hang, hang with the brother uh, at the PGA, was it? Hey, and a little bit more about uh, Mark Hubbard. Uh, and so I just think that um, it's, it's had me keep my eye on him a little more than I may have otherwise, and I like the way he's trending. So five to one for a top 10, Mark Hubbard's in a bit of form. I like that a lot. Uh, great family, by the way. Nate's one of the best dudes around. So um, not that you shouldn't listen to our podcast, but if you're going to listen to another one, uh, the Ringer podcast with uh, the Fairway Rolling podcast, House and, and Nate, our buddies over there, do a great job. So, uh, all right, 14th hole. I have not given you my first round leader play yet. Look, again, I'm taking a stab at some out there. I the knock, if you call it a knock, the knock I'd heard on Sam Stevens before he reached the PGA Tour this year was really fast starter, not a great finisher. That was kind of the rep that he had received. Look, I and I don't know, this is coming from me. I'd never really seen him play 
before he got to the PGA Tour. Uh, seeing him now, I think he's 184th round four scoring average, 82nd round one. So we know he can play. I'm going to take him not for a four round play, but just for a single round play because I think there is that volatility there. Sam Stevens, 80 to one. Again, I will play the first round leader plays very much like I'm playing the outrights this week, which is eh, give me give me a chance with a few players out there um, and, and see what we got. The uh, the weather's going to be uh, hot and almost no wind. I expect something in the neighborhood of 62, 63, uh, maybe a little bit lower to be first round leader. So uh, you're going to want to get somebody that can go seriously low uh, for that first day to to cash that bet. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. That's out there. But like you said, that's where you can get those lottery and out there picks. Um, first round leader brings everybody into the mix. Like generally speaking, probably 85% of the field is legitimately a chance to lead after one round. So that's a chance mm-hmm. to sort of really broaden things out. But that being said, as you know, I usually start stay near the top of the board for a first round leader play, the 15th hole. I'm going to somewhat do that. I'm going to get a guy on an absolute heater. He's a recent winner. Backed it up with a T2 last week at the Open. He was T8 at 3M in 2020. And Sepp Stracker, you get about 35 to 1 to be the first round leader. This is the one where uh, whether or not he can continue that heater, I think that it might well be in that first round. And then it'll be a matter of if he can, you know, keep the energy going for three more. Um, If he does, great. And if he doesn't, well, at least you had a crack at that first round leader and see how he's going. But yeah, Sepp Stracker's just been in great form. He is absolutely in the mix, if not already basically picked for the European team, yeah. uh, the Royal Cup as well. Um, I, I don't see him resting on his laurels. He seems like the guy that's keep having fun, keep smashing Diet Cokes and enjoying it the, the whole way through. The only thing I will say about Straka, it, it goes one of two ways. Either steps on the gas pedal, nothing to lose. Hey, I'm playing great right now. And he goes right out to the 3M and keeps doing what he's been doing. Or it's a little straight. I think it's probably the Ryder cup pushing him that he's like, Hey, I want to go out there and I'm playing well, keep impressing him. And it just sort of like the, the exhaustion of winning of going across the pond, being in contention, sort of, I guess with Harmon, no one else was really in contention, but at least being up there coming back at some point, it's going to kind of knock him off his feet a little bit. That said, um, I do like Straka a lot. That that does make a lot of sense, Benny. And I was I was waiting to hear his name from you. I I do not have him on my card here, but I listed him in my preview for a one and done this week. I think it makes a lot of sense there. He's moved in the marketplace for outrights from I think thirty five to one at opening to about twenty five to one right now. So uh, very much like Sun J M, he is shortening up, and a lot of the public was jumping on him with a bigger number. I I don't know that he's going to win a second out of three starts with a. T2 in the middle of that. At some point, you just don't beat everybody, but play great <laughs> golf right now. I'll give it to him. Yeah, that's right. again, that's uh, why he's my first round leader player, not necessarily an outright pick. It makes sense. Benny, it makes perfect sense. Uh, 16th hole, uh, you're playing those scrambles where before you go out, they go, hey, we can buy some mulligans in the shop. Yes. I bought some mulligans this week, Benny. Okay. I'm not cheating. I bought the mulligans. I, I spent for them. Uh, what I'm going to do is, I, I told you off the top, this is a week where I'm I'm essentially starting the card after 50 to 1. And when you do that, once again, repeating myself, but when you do that, you can add a greater number of players to the card because there's no short ones there. And so I'm not taking a Cameron Young, a Tony Finau, a Sun J.M. I'm starting it later. 
I'm just going to give you a handful of other names. I think I've got five other names here that I haven't mentioned that I will, if not add to the card, I'll at least have some combination of these names in the mix. Eric Cole at 55 to one. Love that kid. He, he plays with immediacy. If you didn't know he was a 34 year old rookie, you'd watch him play and go, he looks like a 34 year old rookie. And what I mean by that is he's not just kind of easing his way onto the PGA tour. He plays like he's playing for his last meal out there. He plays like he is a competitor and trying to win these things. Can't wait for him to get into contention again uh, very soon. He's moving in the markets too. People are on him. There yep. you go. Yeah. All right. A few other names, Adam Svensson at 70 to one uh, Austin wrote at 80 to one Davis Thompson at hundred to one and Callum Tarrant who oh. tends to heat up this time of year. He was seventh of this one a year ago. He's 110 to one. Again, just other names I wanted to mention on the pod. We've got room for them on the card if we're not taking anybody short. Yeah, all right. Well, you've got your long shots, and now we've reached that part of the event where I'm going to give you my top outright pick. And you always love to accuse me of chalkiness. And, yep, this is my one big name for the week. Uh, you mentioned him earlier a little bit, uh, not as a pick, but in your rambling brilliance as usual. But I'm going to go with Cam Young as a potential winner this week. Uh, 10th stroke gained off the tee, second in driving distance on tour, 27th tee to green, 31st green in regulation, 9th 30 or better, 175 to 200 yards, which I said is that inside baseball stat this week. And honestly, I had no idea where he's been for most of this year. Obviously, he did well at the uh, match play. Between that and his second, or not second, and contending, being in the final group at the Open, we've sort of missed the real Cam Young. Uh, one of the things last year I I was a little bit critical if there was a thing for the Rookie of the Year was I don't think he played enough of these type events where he might have done well and knocked yeah. off that first win. He played essentially a major-level talents schedule for most of the year, because he was doing well in those big events and contending and had well more than enough points to do so. But I think sometimes you just want to try to find that first win and get things rolling. This course sets that up. Now, how much energy has he got left? I don't know. He would have spent some over there across the Atlantic, but I think he has that passion to want to win. This course is perfect for him to do that. As with anything with Cam Young, he's going to have to make some putts, like as simple as that. If he makes some, but if, then he then he should win this tournament. Um, if he struggles immensely with that, he might struggle to get close it out. But it, again, it just if this was not the week after a major, I'd be massively. I, it would be no doubt. You know, I would say this course is perfect for him. Uh, I'm going to run with it and say, go get that first win, Cam Young. Benny, I was doing my research on Sunday night. The odds weren't out yet, but I was looking at players that I like and kind of making notes and. Uh, digging into some numbers, and I was fully ready to have Cameron Young as my favorite play on the board, my favorite outright this week. And then instead of opening up, I thought maybe a, I might get 20 to 1, maybe even 22 to 1, open up at 14 to 1, and that was enough to, to cross his name off the card for me. Doesn't mean I don't like him. Again, one and dones, absolutely. For uh, DFS purposes, yes. If you can get him in a matchup against a Tony Finau, Fire away on that one. I really like that. Uh, so I still like Cam Young. I still think he can win this week. Just for betting purposes, I'd rather take a shot on some of those bigger numbers this week instead of Cam Young. And so we get to the 18th hole, and I am taking a shot on one of those bigger numbers. And it's the same one that you started not the first hole with. Heather <laughs> Pendrith, who checks all the boxes for us this week. Two top 15 finishes 
in his last three starts tends to heat up. Ironically, the Canadian in the middle of the summer heats up this time of year and starts playing his best golf. Really good driver of the golf ball. He's a guy that I've been waiting to see pop this year. Um, some of the, the really good drivers who are here this week, him, Keith Mitchell, Cam Davis, those are kind of like my personal all-star team, even Sahith Gala, who we didn't get to, but those are guys that I like on a regular basis. Hedreth is a guy for me at 60 to one this week. I think he makes a tremendous amount of sense as you so eloquently put 17 holes ago, Benny. Yes. Look, just all the numbers speak to him and, and he's got that form and, he, like Cam Davis, we, you and I were both sort of pretty gung-ho after the President's Cup last year that they would, you know, lift their game to another level. And and they didn't necessarily do that out of the gates for varying reasons. But that talent and that confidence is returning in both of them. That's something that I think we're going to see move moving ahead. And the number is just such a good number. It is such a good number. Um, so, yeah. And he's one of those guys, get on while you can at this number. Like, by the way, we forgot to say at the start of the show, but our man, Akshay Bhatia, he's done yeah. it. He won the opposite event, and now we'll never see the numbers we want again. <laughs> I, I know, and we've been saying that about Akshay for a while now. And oh, by the way, we didn't mention him at all. I thought you might get there. Uh, but the fact that we neither of us has mentioned Ludwig Eberg this week yeah. scares me a little bit. I think strong Scandinavian ties in Minnesota this week. Yeah. Eberg's just sitting there. I, we're talking about, like, oh, who drives the ball really well? Aberg hits it 339 down the fairway every single time he tees it up. Uh, yeah, that might work on this golf course. So um I had I him. I had him as a matchup against Thomas. Take him in a matchup against Thomas. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I, I might take out a second mortgage for that one. Uh yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense. So uh yeah, okay. 19th hole, Aberg. Uh yeah. lock it in there. Uh, so we it. like that as well. All right. Thanks for everyone for listening. For this edition of the Links and Locks Best Bets podcast, remember you can find us everywhere. You find your favorite podcast every week during the PGA Tour season. Download, subscribe, rate, and listen every single week. For Ben Everell, I'm Jason Sobel. Good luck with all of your bets for this week's 3M Open. Here's hoping you hit the green. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.